They're the worst. <laughs> this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Immunomax 3. My mom sent me some pills <laughs> to take so we didn't die of a pandemic. Uh, you know, if that's something that you don't you know, want to have happen to you, you should take some Immunomax 3. It's also brought to you by Monster Brand Energy Drinks. Feeling tired? Day a little bit gray? Have a have an aqua-colored can of Monster, and you'll feel better about everything. Monster. Anyway, welcome. <laughs> uh, not actually sponsored by any of these things. But we could but... be. We're open to it. We're certainly open to talking. I don't think anyone is going to sponsor us with ads like that. I thought that was pretty good. That's just off the cuff. They're not even sending me any copy to read, too. That's just me coming up with that. So imagine where we could go. With professionals? Yeah. That actually do that for a living? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Imagine. Imagine. Hi, Rye. Hello. How are you today? Great. Joining us for the third time. No monster in my system. No just monster. Just natural. Well, doesn't, doesn't need raw. <sighs> yes. As we discussed last week, no caffeine for nope. young Rye. Nope, don't need it. You just got by Caffeine's on a, low order. <laughs> you just got by on a, a stoicism quote right before you left the house, yeah, and that just, just pumped you right up. Yeah. There you go. All right, sounds good. What are we talking about today? Goals. Goals, Goals. with two Zs and one X. Because we're illiterate? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Goals. All different sorts of goals that we thought, we realized that we've kind of alluded to this a little bit, uh, but that it would maybe be sensible to chat a little bit about. So here we are talking about goals, something we uh, conversate a lot with people about. So uh, maybe, maybe sensible to talk about our views on good goals, bad goals. Are there such things? The whole deal. So, Coach Amanda, why don't you tell us about where broadly you think goals in terms of categories can fall into? Okay. Uh, goals generally, uh, health, performance, and aesthetics. Pretty much the aerobic power builder. Boom. Boom. Weird. <laughs> Funny how that works. That's it. That's the end of the podcast. Easy breezy, lemon squeezy. See you next week. <laughs> Done. No. But in all seriousness, at, at the end of the day, any goal that we have uh, can be categorized under one of those. All right. So you could be focused on just being healthier or maintaining your health increasing your performance in some way. And obviously that might be sports specific or task specific and then aesthetics. And that's an interesting third subject that I think we'll get into a little bit more later. Um, but you know, those are obviously pretty big buckets. Um, and so why don't we kind of segue from that, from those really, really broad buckets to like extremely specific. And why don't maybe we take a moment to each talk about what our goals are, right now say because i think they're actually potentially in in some pretty different places given where we are in terms of life right now for sure uh for me um 
I think overall, uh, it's summertime. So aesthetic goals rank pretty high for me right now. Uh, everything I do from eating to what I do in the gym center around that. Um, and to some people that may sound very vain. Uh, but at the end of the day, like I know that I want to be comfortable in my own skin. And so that to me means looking a certain way. And so what I do throughout my daily life supports that. Cool. Brian, what do you think? What do you, what are your goals right now? I think, uh, kind of similar to that little bit of everything in the sense that obviously everyone wants to look good. I want to look, uh, look like I work out, look the part and everything. Um, be confident when you're at the pool, stuff like that. Um, and you know, the, the girlfriend isn't going to be mad at it per se. Um, <laughs> so I think that's definitely part of it. I think I've, a lot of people can relate to that. And then in terms of like performance, I don't know if there's necessarily a specific number for anything that I'm chasing, but just constantly getting stronger or faster. Um, I guess aesthetics could, to an extent could drop into performance depending on how you look at it. And then also um, kind of just setting myself up for a sustainable healthy lifestyle for the rest of my life and just living the best um, life that's possible um, and getting the most out of it. Splendid. You know, I think it's really interesting uh, that the three big buckets are interesting in the sense that they all are very closely in many ways related to one another. So if you're in good general health, you probably have decent to reasonable performance in most athletic pursuits, and you probably look reasonably well. So they all sort of fit and are fairly complementary with one another. Uh, for me at this point, you know, very similar. So I have some performance related goals that are related to absolute strength. So I'm like squat a little bit more, deadlift a little bit more, uh, vertically and horizontally press a little bit more. Uh, same, very same thing uh, at a point right now where I'd like to keep my body fat percentage pretty low. Um, and that just, that tends to align with, with performance right now, like where it's not imperative that I eat a lot or, you know, gain body fat. Um, so that works obviously very well for the season where you're, you know, at the pool, things like that, and maybe want to have a certain look and, and, and appear a certain way. And certainly just going forward, you want to maintain general health. Frankly, that's not something I'm super worried about at this point. Um, you know, if I was completely detrained and like, you know, had various vices and was significantly overweight, I think that's a bigger issue. I think when you're, you're active anyway, that's of course an overarching thing that you want to maintain, but it's so broad and frankly, so basic that that's, I would almost term that as a little bit of a lower order goal. Like, yes, everybody has it, but it's not all that hard to attain. Um, so mine are a little more specific in terms of, again, appearing a certain way um, and wanting wanting my performance to, to reflect, say, certain numbers. And, you know, the number part maybe isn't all that important other than the fact that it's a data point. So I don't actually care what any of the numbers are that much but I'd like to see them continually rise over time. And so there's not really like an ending goal of being able to do a certain amount of pounds in a given movement, but it's just the idea of, of forever being able to chase 
trying to do a little bit more or do it a little bit better. So what I'd like to ask you guys and maybe, you know, take a second to talk about and think about is, are there what we would term bad or maybe even what we would term lower order goals or is, is any goal perfectly fine and, and we shouldn't cast judgment on anybody? I think it's dependent on, on the athlete um, and what, what their goals are. Obviously that's the benefit of working with a coach one-on-one is because you're able to have discussions uh, about what your goals are. And the coach can say, well, okay, before we focus on that goal, let's start here. Right. And send, send you, set you up on a good path to get you to your ultimate goal. Um, I think that anyone that walks in the gym has an idea, uh, but always as a coach kind of in your conversations, you're drilling down into the why, like, why is this particular thing? What you said is a goal, right? So whether that is, you know, I want to be healthy, right? So what does that mean? Does that mean that, you know, you have high blood pressure, you're diabetic, like you need to lose 50 pounds, um, so really kind of diving into the why behind what a goal is. So I don't know necessarily that there's something that's bad or that I would term like that's a bad goal to have. It's being able to articulate the why behind that and the path in which to get you to that goal. If it's not something that is sustainable in the here and now. I think with that being said, there's also an extent where you have to think about if you're goal is realistic. So there's a point where if you really want to squat 700 pounds, but you weigh 150 and you're 5'5", and you want to do it without any performance enhancing drugs, then it's probably not going to happen for for the majority of the people. So it doesn't, there's a point where you have to be realistic with what you're asking for and understand that elite powerlifters or elite bodybuilders or whoever it may be um, have everything in their favor where just genetically we may not have that. So I think you get to an extent where you do have to be realistic with how fast you want something to happen or what you want to happen or any aspect of that. Yeah, I think that's the the time frame in helping people pull, you know, peel back the layers of the onion first to dive a little bit deeper into what actually their goals are. Because we meet with a lot of people in consultations, and they 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 hit like a couple different things in terms of goals every time. It's almost always fat loss. So they say weight loss, but they mean fat loss. Um, a general increase in fitness, maybe a general increase in strength. And so what we need to do. Um, because those goals in and of themselves are extremely broad and we need to help them dial into, okay, so what does that look like? So do you need to lose, do you want to lose 10 pounds of fat or do you have literally a hundred pounds of fat to lose? Because the time frame for that and what that looks like is, oh, they're very different. And so I think it goes the same thing if you have, um, you know, primarily performance related goals where we want to hit some strength numbers. All right. So if you want to squat five or six or 700 pounds, that's fantastic. And you may physically be able to do it genetically, but if you can, if you can squat 200 pounds now, it's, it's unrealistic to expect that that's going to happen in six months. It's, it's realistic that it's going to happen in 
10, closer to 10 years. Like in your lifetime, you may be able to do that. Um, in the same way that if you need to lose 100 pounds of fat, that's not going to happen in six weeks. It's not going to happen in six months. It is a quest that is realistically going to take you years. And that's okay, but it's important to be for us to be upfront about that. So yeah, I think you guys hit on some really good things. And I think certainly our role as coaches is to help people really dig into specifically the why of what their goals are. Like what is the underlying reason why you want to be less fat? Let's talk about it. What is the underlying reason why you want to quote unquote improve your general health? Do you have little kids and like you're on all sorts of medications and you're going to die? Like premature death is stealing, staring you in the face. Cause that's a pretty good reason, but like, let's talk about it. Let's not just say, well, I want to be healthier. Cause that doesn't mean anything. Um, so there are, you know, we're saying, I think we're saying that there aren't necessarily bad goals, but that maybe the, the, the tough part of that or the bad part of it can be if the goals aren't very specific and aren't able, able to be measured. So, Let's talk a little bit about maybe the the big elephant in the room that that the three of us have all noticed. And we all actually, interestingly, all alluded to it in our goals. So clearly we have no problem with it, but aesthetic goals. So people tend to be very, very reluctant uh, in many cases, other than just saying general fat loss, uh, to bring up aesthetic goals, to say, I want to look a certain way. And, and this is why. And so why do you think that is? And if we, if we can, given that our goals are related to that, we don't see that as an issue. How do you help people get past that? Because they need to tell us. So we need it so we can help them basically. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, I think a, a big part of it is that people have the impression that if you have an, a, a specific aesthetic goal, that you are then some kind of your vein in some sort of way, because you care about how you look. But at the end of the day, everyone cares about how they look. Everyone has something about their body that they're not happy about, that they would like to have improved or to be better. Um, and I think that if that's something that truly matters to you and something that you're working with a coach, specifically in the fitness and nutrition world that can help you with that, then just being honest about that is what's most important. Um, because then it just puts us on a better path to help you get there, Right. I mean, people all the time, fat loss, muscle gain, like that's what I want. I just want to lose some fat and gain some muscle. And it's like, okay, great. But what does that look like for you? Does that mean, you know, you want big arms? Do you want, you know, big legs? You want a six pack? Like, what does that actually mean to you in gaining fat and losing muscle? And there is never any judgment again, from us as a coach, right? This is our job. This is our role is to help you achieve them. And so if you can't be honest with us, then to a certain extent, then you're not being honest with yourself and what you're doing throughout your training and nutrition. Yeah. I think, um, it's something that you could look at kind of not necessarily as it being vain, because if you look at it in the same sense that, um, getting a haircut is to improve your look, almost every single person gets a haircut and you don't really think that much about it. It's not like selfish or vain to get a haircut to make sure you look presentable and good. And to an extent you do something, you know, whether it's taking a shower and brushing your hair or doing whatever, you still care about how you're presented. It's the same idea. So if you like 
are you able to get a haircut, then why are you vain about how the rest of your body looks? It's not, not really that deep of a point. Right. Yeah. I think, and I think I'll take it even one step further. People say like, you know, are often allude to the fact that aesthetic uh, goals or accomplishments may not lead to life happiness. And, and in the same way that they say money can't buy you happiness. And after a certain point, that is probably true, right? But it does make your life more happy up to a certain point. So if you are vastly overweight and that negatively, whether you realize it or not, negatively affects many different areas of your life from health and longevity to extremes, you know, self-consciousness, uh, you know, negative self-talk, all that kind of stuff. Getting yourself to a place where you look and feel better, specifically look better, and that affects how you feel, is a net positive in your life. Going from 35% body fat to 20% body fat, I would argue, makes your life markedly better. It's just that simple. Now, where the, the line is, is the question of whether going from 12 to 8% will make you happier. And that's probably where the answer is, is probably not. There's a, a point, just like there's a point, like if you have a certain amount of money, having more doesn't make you happier. There's a point with your aesthetic that changing it in what we would be broadly seeing as a positive way probably isn't going to make you happier than you were before. However, that's a pretty extreme point. And so again, you know, as coaches, we certainly don't pass judgments. We're of the belief that like improving that probably is going to improve your life in some way. But I think we're just so trained as a society to not say those sorts of things and to not imply that like, yeah, if you're less fat, you'll just be happier. Right. Because it, you know, it's, it doesn't sound that nice, but it's probably true. And so the more honest people are with us, the better, and then we can actually help. Uh, whereas if they're holding things back, it's the same thing as going to the doctor and not telling he or, you know, him or her everything about your condition. Like they can only help you so much then if you're not completely honest with them. You just have to open up and say like, yeah, like I'm not happy with this. What do we do? And, they, and, and we say X or Y. So... Where does the coach fall? Like, so wh where does what we do differ from uh, maybe the more traditional group model in terms of, of how a coach can help a person, right? Because communication isn't, isn't new, right? Um, and the delivery of fitness service isn't like, hasn't been revolutionized, revolutionized lately. Um, so, how is what you do more effective than other models? I think that's maybe a good place to go. Uh, well, I think, again, it just goes back to the purpose behind individual design. It, like, it is exactly that. It is individualized to the specific person. So everything that you're doing, everything that we recommend is tailored to you. What you communicate with us is your specific goals Overall, that's why having honest conversations means so much because if you're like, oh, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, I just want to get a workout in and, and I don't really care about anything else. I'm not looking to increase my numbers. I'm not looking to 
run faster or anything like that. I'm happy with my weight. And you're just like, I just want to work out. If that isn't true, then there's only so much we're going to be able to do with that. Um, so being able to be open and honest with us about what it is that you're looking for, specifically in the individual design realm, like we can better control how that advances for you and how you can move towards your goal because it is specific to you. Yeah, I think the thing is, it's, I mean, it's in the name, it's inherently designed for the individual. So if you have a specific goal, the program is going to be written for that goal. Whereas the group class model, you may be able to sweat and get towards aspects of your goal, whether it's building strength or looking better, whatever it is, but you're not necessarily going to get there as fast. And the program isn't going to be tailored for you. It's not tailored for anyone. It's tailored for the group because you're making 20 people happy rather than just one. So I think inherently, if you're that, that um, serious about achieving a certain goal, then the fastest and best and most effective route would be to individually design a program with a coach. But with that being said, that doesn't necessarily mean that everyone enjoys that route. I think it's a, an important thing for the client and the coach to decide if that is what resonates with them. So there is no question that it is more effective, not just because programming is tailored for you, although that's a huge element and it's tailored around your schedule and your recovery and all of those things. But quite frankly, it's the conversations that happen outside of the workout part. So on your rest breaks where we're, we're talking and we're hashing things out or we're going over technical things or we're talking about like this movement doesn't deliver what we want it to deliver. So we're going to switch it out. Like that really only happens consistently with individual design or one-to-one -one coaching. It happens with personal training too, but per personal training is an order of magnitude more expensive. Um, it is beyond the reach, frankly, of, of most people. It could be thousands of dollars a month. So the, the conversations are really what do it. And we go, when you think about when you go back programming as coach, you're thinking about the conversations. So you're looking at the numbers you have from the previous week and, and performance metrics and recovery and all that stuff and where you are in the cycle. But you're also thinking about, so how does this relate back to what their, this person's main goals are and also their main constrictions? The, the issues that they have, whether it's scheduling or injuries or experience, et cetera, mobility. Uh, and, and frankly, that just doesn't really happen in the group setting. It can a little bit, but as a group class coach, you're hurting cats. Like you're making sure people don't get hurt for the most part. And if a couple of people get the intended stimulus, like you won. And, and, and that's, you know, again, that can ruffle some feathers. People may not like to hear that, but that's, that's really the reality is you're just trying to keep everybody from getting hurt, basically finish on time. Um, and if you can get most, some to most of the people getting sort of the intended stimulus, like you're in a pretty good spot, um, where nobody walks out of individual design, not getting the intended stimulus because it is intended specifically for them. So it's, it, it wins the day. Um, but I think, again, our role is far more important than the X's and O's. It's actually the conversation in between the sets 
that actually moves the needle. Um, so maybe to wrap up, because I'm sure people are just dying to know, what are you, what are our uh, goals going forward for each of you? Like obviously, Amanda, you have an injury right now, and so you know coming out of that, what are you excited to do, Rye? What are you excited to do? You know, after this current piece, we'll maybe wrap with that. Yeah. So pre-injury, I was in the midst of a strength cycle. Um, so I have some performance goals, some strength goals that I was looking to pursue. Um, and so post-injury wrap-up, uh, my hope is that I'll be able to jump back on that train and hopefully not be too far behind from where I was uh, and, and continue moving forward with those strength goals, which kind of is a blessing in disguise because it'll be fall. We'll head into time where a mass is possible and, and and all the stars kind of align with that anyway. Um, so again, just with the changing of the seasons, changing of uh, the goals and moving forward there. Okay. Um, I think mine is similar to an extent, but almost the opposite. Uh, I think coming out of kind of what I'm doing now, so now I'm more strength-based maybe go uh, a little bit more aesthetic based and then also um, not necessarily do anything um, with a specific date or competition, but just overall um, work on some more aerobic capacity. Cause I've, as I've mentioned before, I enjoy doing that. Um, and it's kind of been a fun thing to play around with myself. So uh, a goal would to just be maybe do that more sessions per week um, in addition to kind of a switch in the cycle. Love it. I'm, I'm somewhere in between both of you. So finishing strength cycle. Um, so a couple things that I'm, I'm excited to do over the next several weeks and, and couple months is, is also get back into uh, a pretty big deep dive into hypertrophy and a long block with that probably increase uh, my caloric intake to be uh, hypercaloric so I can hopefully put on some muscle mass. Uh, but also I, I've been purposely not doing a lot of aerobic capacity work to kind of conserve my ability to recover in between uh, some some fairly aggressive strength training. So excited to get back into that, listen to techno and, and grind on, on the machines, kind of just off by myself um, and run and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, and I think that that's, we all kind of touched on fitness and health. Um, for me, it's also just try to sleep more, try to take more time away from work. Uh, so it's fun. We're at a really fun time now with what we're doing, but it does, it can, if you let it, it can consume your whole life. So I want to be a little more balanced there. Um, and at the same time, you know, keep, keep getting the word out in terms of what we're talking about here. So we're, we allude to things like individual design and one-to-one -one coaching because we strongly, based on experience, feel like it is the best thing for most people. Um, so it's really, really important to me, and I know it is for both of you, to, for us to continue to push that. And people who are interested and want to invest in their fitness and actually want to achieve their goals in the most efficient way, I want to, I want to connect with those people. And, and maybe connect them with you guys. Yeah, like maybe they're maybe they're the perfect person for Amanda, or the perfect person for Rye, or the perfect person to work with me. Uh, but it's it's continue to chase that down. And so that's that's it. And get a, get super jacked. Have people think that you're on steroids, but you're not. 
and uh, you know, and grow your scene. Keep chasing, chasing the white rabbit. I don't know if anyone is uh, thinking you're on steroids when you have legs that are the size of twigs. It's <laughs> not very nice, is it? Oh, you know, millions of people potentially could hear that and say that's not very nice. Well, you know. <laughs> Sometimes Thanks. the truth hurts, hey. but that's okay. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yes. All right. So that's it. That's it. It is it's... a cool, rainy Sunday out there. Who knows what's going to happen? I don't know. But if you're interested in learning more about anything that we discussed today, uh, you can shoot us an email. Real simple. Either Rye, Ryan, Amanda at friendshipfitness.com. Super simple. Uh, if you follow us on Instagram, you can shoot us a DM. Yeah, don't be there. afraid to slide in those DMs. <laughs> the Aerobic Power Builder uh, on Instagram. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. If you think this might resonate with you, feel free to reach out or just keep listening. Keep thinking about it. There's benefit in that as well. In any case, thanks for listening. Have a great day. We'll see you guys next time. See ya.